Hello there, this is Obi-Wan Kenobi. Welcome to the Sith West. And here we go. We would be honored if you would join us. Once more, the Sith will rule the galaxy. I know this is hard for you, but winter is coming. I can bring you in warm, or I can bring you in cold. You clearly don't know who you're talking to, so let me clue you in. I am the danger. Avengers! Assemble. I am a Jedi, like my father before me. Who's gruffy looking? Less. Might wanna buckle up, baby. Close. Smash you. King Tom. Hey guys, you ever seen that really old movie, Empire Strikes Back? And of course, Randy. Change? Yeah. Big change. You got your weekend deep covered. And you, you're on the set list. Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode number 307 of The Sith List. I am one of your 3,242 hosts, Araj Dalashahi, and my co-pilots this evening who are on fire in the private chat already. Oh, Lord. I haven't even read it. I just see these guys just laughing. Uh, Lord. Eric. Strothers, how you doing? Let's start with you. You've thrown me off. Did you finish? <laughs> I did. <laughs> <laughs> Maya, you know what? Everything is coming out great. <laughs> oh, everything's coming out great. In yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh Lord, Les Gonzalez, how are you, bro? It is well. <laughs> it is well. It is. It is good. Boo, what's up, bud? I'm I'm I am well. It is well. Yes. Randy, well it is for you as well. Shit has never been better. Oh. And King Tom Chansky, King of All Pods. How was it going? Well, 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 well. <laughs> oh guys, thank you for tuning in to number 307. We're gonna have a fun show. Multiple factors. Uh we had a Kenobi season finale. Bittersweet, but man, oh man, this was the first time that I went on Twitter after a show the next morning, and I maybe you guys have, but 99% of the things I read were very, very, very positive, and that hasn't happened in a long time, so we'll get into all that in a second, and also um, our good friend Eric um, had some stuff put up his poop shoot, so we are going to have a great, great, thank you. Great, great uh, show. We're going to have a good time. Less is perplexed. The poop shoot is the asshole, I think, is what I, uh, I was trying to convey. Less is what I was trying to say. I understand it's Uranus. Yeah. Ooh, there it is. Good one, Les. Les doesn't do the dad jokes, but um, evidently, well, actually, he still hasn't done a dad joke. Guys, thank you again. Like I said, check us out. I'm going to go through the shenanigans real quick because I'm really thrown off right now. Um, check us out on our new website, sithlist.com. We had a crew rebuild our website, and uh, it looks great. It's fantastic. We got our merch on there. We got our episodes on there. We got our YouTube channel on there. Everything we had in the other one, but it just looks way better. Trust me. So check it out, sithlist.com. 
Um, and then also we have a Patreon. And to all our patrons who have uh, supported us, thank you so much. We're putting out some quote unquote sick content and we've already got some stuff up. I know uh, King Tom and Randy have already finished an episode. I know Les and King Tom and Randy have something planned. So there's going to be some great stuff that's going to be on there. And Eric also, has something Eric, too coming up. Yes, I was going to talk about that. Sorry. Thanks. So yeah, I'm the live part yes. of the colonoscopy. No, it's <laughs> no. a live stream. No. Well, let's just get this over with. He does have something coming up, and that is Ask Eric on our Patreon. Uh, something but, coming out. Yeah. And Eric, yeah, what happened? So uh, let the listeners know how your day went. Oh, man, it was great. So yesterday during our live stream, I let everybody know without meaning to that I was prepping for a colonoscopy, which I had today. And, uh, you know, listen, I'm all about messing around back there, but having a whole audience doing it and nah, it's just not my bag, but everything went fine. And that's really all that matters. You know what? Everything is going in Struthers. <laughs> oh gosh that, uh, thank you thank you i'll be here all week that, that, was, that was good but guys yeah it's a horrible visual but but guys no joke though like colonoscopy is such an important thing to get done um i've been trying to do it for the last 20 years and they've denied me but at when you're at 50 years old they say that you're supposed to do it unless you have uh some uh history um but the earlier you do it, the earlier you can detect problems. And I, I personally know a bunch of people that have found polyps early that could have turned out to be something. So, yeah, we're going to joke about it tonight, but it's no joke. But uh, we're definitely going to be uh, riding Mr. Strothers for the rest of the evening. <laughs> <laughs> That's what she said. So one of the funny things, man, whenever they were prepping me and putting the IV in my arm and stuff, I could hear the doctor giving a consult to somebody who had just come out. And I didn't hear all of the conversation, but basically what he was explaining to her was your anus is really tight. <laughs> oh my like, gosh. Are you seeing anybody? But uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm like the conversations that you hear through the thin curtains that are separating oh, these no. little little bays are pretty great, man. Yeah. This is uh this is going to be a good one, guys. This is going to be good. Well, uh, thank you Eric for uh letting us know and uh, and going over that. King Tom, how are you, buddy? I'm lucky to be here. We had another uh storm today. Power right. and internet went out around 5. Came back around nine, so about you know two hours ago. So yeah, I'm, I'm you know I, I I think you would have docked my pay if I didn't show up for a second. I would have <laughs> I would have docked your pay, but with that ha- same thing happened to us. Power went out for two hours here, and I know less last night. We had a major. Listen to this. Listen to the luck that we have, guys. We are so into our reaction video, and it's the moment. Spoiler alert: If you haven't seen Kenobi, you should probably shouldn't be listening to us. But uh, during the scene where he get, Vader gets his you know, helmet cracked and, and it's, it's like the most emotional part of the show. Les is gone. His power went out in his whole house during that moment. So the whole street, the, yeah, whole, the whole street. So, uh, Randy and I had to uh, finish it up, but yeah, we missed less. Last I'm going to just part. call it now and just say in all honesty, that level of, of force power from Obi-Wan mm-hmm. took our power out because when I went outside, <laughs> I said, you know something at first I thought that, you know, we just, we just broke and we didn't pay our bill. And yeah. I'm like, God damn it, man. At the right, <laughs> this is what happens. So I go out and I'm like, okay, let me double check. Let me just walk out onto the street. If the street lights are out, we're out. All our neighbors are out in the middle of the street, flashlights and everything. Everybody's going to Jersey go out. Oh, oh, looks like the whole thing. 
I turn around and behind me in the night sky, gray clouds, it's pitch black mm-hmm. and just lightning all over the place, dude. Like nonstop lightning. And I was just like, well, that's fitting. Yeah. Well, that's what happened this morning here. That's why the power went out. Yeah. Garage, right. Yeah. yeah really rush thunderstorm. Yeah. You have storms out there? <laughs> <laughs> Got to explain that one. It's, yeah, it's not all was. sunshine. Yeah. Raj had this thing going where every time he uh, talked to Eric and Tom when they were in town for the celebration, <laughs> he acted like every invention that was in California was uh, foreign to these podunk motherfuckers. <laughs> Dispensaries, frozen, frozen yogurt, stop signs. Well, do yeah, have 7-Elevens where you're at? Right. Frozen yogurt? Yep. Yeah. But, but Eric said something about frozen custard. We don't have that here. So that's I that's different. Would bet money that you do. Well, we have frozen custard yeah. places. I'm most of, most of your ice cream, like if you see an ice cream Didn't stand, right? You, you know what I mean. Um, that it's almost always custard and not ice cream. Okay. Okay. Well, there you go. We learn yeah. something new every day. Yeah. Randy, how you doing? You know, I'm doing really good. It's been a busy week. We've been trying to. We have a lot of balls in the air. But it's been good. We do have a lot of balls in there. There's a lot of stuff going on. Uh, we've had a we had a live stream. We had Kenobi. Um, that's probably it. But it seemed like a lot, you know. Boo, how how are you, bud? I'm good. I'm good. I'm doing good. Just uh, just hanging out. Uh, if we want to continue talking about weather, it's uh, it's humid, humid down here in San Diego. So oh, it's humid here too. It feels like Florida over here. Yeah, it's 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 pretty fucking gross. But uh, but besides that, I'm doing good. I'm doing good, yeah. Just uh, enjoying the beautiful Southern California weather. My power hasn't gone out yet, so this is, seems to be a rash of that going on. So I'm happy. Yeah, about that. knock on yeah. wood. Let's let's try to get through this podcast. Let's try to get yeah. through it. And for the people on Patreon who are visually seeing this and seeing me get up three, four times, is because my dog is having some kind of breakdown and uh, she wants to get in and out, in and out. So. Guys, we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. Like I said before, Kenobi trailer, Boo Bits, I hope. Um, oh, yeah. Great. Trailer? And, um, well, well, yeah, for season two. You guys didn't see it today? Sure, why not, man? Yeah. Oh, yeah. We can do that. It's, it's the New Hope trailer. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I sold that from Corey Van Dyke because I was uh, just going to say if it, you're going to steal a joke from Corey yeah. you need no. to give him give and him, I did uh, I did props, so. yeah you see I'm not like that um, guys let's just jump into the uh, box office and the box office was pretty much like last week but this is well, the first time in a long time where first second and third weren't very far apart Jurassic World Dominion second week made 59.2 million light year made 50.6, and Top Gun Maverick, 44.7. Top Gun Maverick is uh, has is up to 900 million worldwide and is the highest grossing Tom Cruise movie in history. So uh, pretty crazy. Uh, all three of them are pretty close. Uh, anybody see Dominion yet? We are going to see it tomorrow. Okay, I'm, I'm really interested to see what you think. I haven't seen it e- either, but I've, I've heard of mixed reviews. I have some people say that it's garbage. Some people say it was fun. Um, unlike Top Gun 2, which everybody seems to really love. Um, anybody anybody see anything on uh, the good old boob tube yeah. at all? What'd you watch, Les? Uh, season three of Umbrella Academy was available. Oh, it started. Also. Come on. There's too many so things out. Episode <sighs> uh, 
one and part of episode two before uh, hopping on to record with you gentlemen. How was it? Pretty good. It's pretty All good. right. Cool. It's they left off. Uh, crazy. A, a good break. Uh, for being a superhero show, it's it's definitely right. just a good break. Uh, it's it's got its own feel, its own touch. It's it's got it's just unique and it's awesome. Yeah, um, I, I kind of felt like that with when we saw the boys for the first time. It's got that kind of feel, but it's it's a lot different feel. It's, it's kind of it's more artsy to me. Speaking of the like boys, Harry. I watched the. Uh, the first five episodes of season mm. three uh-huh. and uh man oh man just when you thought you couldn't turn certain aspects of it up a notch or 10 <laughs> yeah. right. right i've heard yeah i've heard i checked crazy. it out too this week i caught up to those first five episodes of season three and man they are really like making no qualms about the uh, similes that they're playing with mm-hmm. mm. like the uh, political commentary that they're making on yeah. the side Mm-hmm. Which has got some people in a real uproar, man. Uh, speaking of which, the, let's can we talk about this for just a second? Lightyear. I haven't seen it, probably won't see it. But uh, one of the things that I happened to see today is some people who I genuinely like. I like them. I respect their opinion. The, but like the Christians, they're coming out of the woodwork on this movie. And yeah, uh, Breitbart. Breitbart had a, a, a piece about it and they called it the gate up Disney gate up the Buzz Lightyear and blah, blah, right. blah, and this and this and this. And they had some pretty crappy things to say about it. Now here's the deal. Look, I get, I get that your ideals are your ideals. Okay. I do appreciate that, but I want to point something out that a lot of the things that people are saying about, for example, the representation of a same-sex couple who I, listen, I haven't seen the movie, apparently pretty young. These are the exact same things that people used to say about mixed-race couples on television. Exact same. Exact. Exactly. You are going to be on the wrong side of history on this. I don't care if you want to call it being woke or whatever. Stop being a dick. Just because something is doesn't look like you doesn't mean that the, it should be cut off from the rest of the world. Exactly, and man. You, you're, th- I'm, t- I'm telling you, this is exactly the stuff that... Remember not that long ago in the grand scheme of things, it's been within the last 20 years when Kellogg's, I believe it was, had a, an interracial couple in one of their commercials. Yeah. And here it came. Oh, I see how it is. Damn, woke agenda, blah, blah, blah. Really? And that's exactly what you're doing with this. And you're sending the complete wrong message about this whole thing. Hi, everybody. We're Christians. (laughs) Forgiving and hell no, not us. Condemn, condemn, condemn. It's just a shame. Yeah, I I totally agree with you. And I I had this conversation with somebody at work. I won't name names, but they're all, yeah. Don't you agree they should put a disclaimer on the front? Of the movie. And I was like, for what? A disclaimer for what? So you don't feel so you can just like ban it from your kids? And he's like, Well, I just don't like people forcing things and and then people get upset and they you know, they shouldn't be the ones that are raising my kids. I'm raising my kids. And I said, Well, here's the problem. Your kid is gonna be raised up with these fucked up views, and then when so- when they internally feel like maybe they like the same sex, 
They're going to be so fucked up in the head. One day they're going to grab a gun, get into the fucking school where my kid is in, and they're going to fucking shoot up my school that the kid is in. And then it's going to be a problem. You know what I mean? Then, yes. Yeah, so I am going to say, do not raise your kid that way because you're perpetuating a fucking circle of hate that is never going to end. If it's so, the person that I think it is, then their kid will probably, they probably will never have the means to put their, their child near your child. So you're kind of safe with that. But yeah, no, I, I, I just, it just pisses saying. me off. It sucks. And these it are people sucks. that I like, like, and I've known forever. And it just, it just irks me. Well, first of all, I, I saw Lightyear. Oh, very okay. good. Oh, great. Very good. I've very, seen it very too. good. Completely forgot yeah, about that. I, I'm sorry. Loved, <laughs> I loved it. I loved it, man. It was awesome. Okay. And you know what? It's not even a thing. Like it's not even a what happened that that whole thing is it's just norm it's it, it it was just normal. It just it was portrayed as normal. It's portrayed as this person this is the life they live. This is they're making they're making they're doing the best they can with what they have and it just goes from there. It's, it's, you know what, a lot of times, so like to piggyback off of what you said, Raj, and you know what, we're going there if we're going to go there today. And I really don't care. Uh, a lot of times, like at the barbershop, I usually hear this thing, you know, the barbers be talking about, man, my biggest fear is that my daughter's going to play sports and then she's going to turn out like a so-and-so. And it's like, that's your biggest fear? Like, right, that's the that's, one that you're scared about? the biggest thing you're afraid of? Your daughter's a black, going to be a black woman that could endure so much more than somebody of the same sex liking her you know it is what it is like that's just a thing like that's that that's you're her you shouldn't be afraid of anything if that's the case you're their parent you're supposed to show them how to handle things a certain way you show fear or you guide based off you parent based off those fears it's going to be a bad thing. It, it just, and again, you know, like Eric said, if, if this is how people were for interracial marriage and for other things, and it's like, oh, this is an agenda. It, it, it's happening. Like, right. this, this is just real life. Like, it's mm-hmm. just happening, man. Look, I'm a product of an interracial uh, coupling, you know, and what, dude? I'm not hurting anybody. Nothing's going on here, man. If any of my, you know, God if I go swim, I've swam in a Rogers pool multiple times, man. Wait, what? I don't, <laughs> I don't, nothing in the water there. Damn. You know, like, come on. It's just, people are just, they got to find something and they're afraid of just moving along and, and going with the way the river is flowing because guess you can't stop it. You cannot stop. Eric's right. You're going to be on the wrong side of history on this one. Prevention is the absolute worst option for anything. When you You, try to do that, go ahead, Eric. You want to (laughs) know, hang on. I got a couple things to say. Number one, (laughs) the whole argument of I shouldn't, Disney shouldn't be raising my kids. I should. If you're counting on popular media <laughs> to safely raise your kids for you, you're doing it wrong. You're doing 100%. it wrong. You're okay. doing it wrong. It's up to you to vet that ahead of time. That is on you. Yes. It is up to you to present things to your kids that you want them to see. It is not up to somebody else to spoon feed that and hand it to you. People were all up in arms about the Incredibles too having cursing in it. Guess what? It wasn't rated G. Mm-mm. that's on you i'm Mm-mm. sorry i get it it's animated you know what so 
So was heavy so metal. So was anti. Don't let your kids watch that. Yeah, right. But, exactly. But but um, the, the, there's a if you want to if you want to push people into something unprepared, keep them ignorant about it. Yeah, one hundred percent. If you if you really, it, it, that's the best way to have somebody be shocked and dragged in by something is keep them ignorant of it. Okay, yeah. that's why when you see these shows about like the Amish teenagers who, when they turn sixteen, get to essentially leave the leave the fold and go out and do the thing, and well, they're not making shows about Amish teenagers who went out and didn't become drug dealers and all <laughs> right, that stuff. right, <laughs> and and this is I'm, I realize that's an extreme, but my God, it, it, you're you're much better off. Listen. My kids are young still, but I'm just telling you, you're much better off having intelligent conversations after the fact than you are to get up in arms and try to keep them from ever seeing anything that doesn't exactly conform to what you look like or believe. Because guess what? Let's take it all the way down to this. If, If seeing a gay couple on screen in whatever form, it is going to ruin your kids. You're and I'm a Christian and I feel, I don't feel bad saying this about Christians. Everything you watch is anti-Christian. Oh, Everything. Yes. If it's popular, it's almost assuredly anti-Christian. Okay. Or, or, or I shouldn't say anti, but just neutral. Mm-hmm. All right. Is that stopping them from being Christian? I don't think so. But by God, you better not let them watch anything if that's your metric. Right. Sorry, I'll stop. You no, know, you know what the 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 irony of it all is, Boo. You did watch Lightyear, right? Or are you? Yeah. Joking? Yeah. No. Okay. No, I did watch it. I, I yeah, loved it too. It, it wasn't. It wasn't like they were showing them like smooching and having dinner. It was literally they. The, they open the door, they greet each other, and yeah. shut the freaking door, dude. Mm-hmm. That is exactly. it, man. It is. And that God is forbid that they did smooch or, or, or like well, had some not kind only of that, affection but, towards themselves. But it also conveys Jesus, this, man. what you do with your own privacy is your own damn deal, man. At the end of the bleeping day, exactly. dude, it ain't for you to go open in the door and look in and go, what's going on in here? I noticed something a little <laughs> yeah, off. Not, I got to see business. what's happening. No, jackass. They shut the damn door. So it's just mind your own business. It's as simple as that. That's it, dude. It's a fleeting two to three, what, 30 seconds total possibly in the movie? Not, it's not, even, not even. Not even that. 15 like, max. Not that. even that. We, just if, relax. If, if you want to include the hug and the kiss, oh, 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 15 hey, seconds hey, max. An yeah. embrace, and an, uh, an embrace yeah. and a show of affection to your significant other. I How know. dare yeah. It doesn't freaking matter. And again, listen. I'm going to say it again. When you try to prevent things, just like Eric said, I grew up in the black church. So pretty much anything that was a rapper or in living color or freaking uh, Martin, anything that was cool in black at the time. Hell, man, my mom made sure that I didn't get to see Harlem Nights. Like she really oh, fought that's for a that great movie. You know what I'm saying? But I understood why at the time. But, you know, when I watch it now, I'm like, well, it's, that's it, man. Like, it's not. It, it was a big too, deal. It wasn't a big deal, but I understand. But well, sunshine, also, sunshine was wonderful, though. <sighs> the The issue is simply <laughs> again. Mm. 
you have to vet things and you do have control over things. You can have yes. an honest conversation. My mother would have those conversations with us. She would say, the reason I don't want you watching this, the reason I don't want you watching that or listening to this. She would also say, I don't want you doing it, but y'all are kids and you guys are out there. You go out on your own. You're grown enough to, to be able to walk outside on your own. That's the point. What happens then? Because guess what, man? My friends shot me the Snoop Dogg tape right away. Mm -hmm. As soon as I walked in, I'm like, hey, man, I'm not supposed to listen to that. Well, guess what? Press play. And I'm like, Shh. Like, you can't make it to the door fast enough, can you, dude? So what was I supposed to do? Bolt out the door? Some people do. <laughs> oh, my some gosh, people don't. Dog. Guess what? You know what? I just sat there. And guess what? I liked it. I didn't go home. Oh, mom, they played it and held me down. I couldn't do it. <laughs> no, just y'all need people need to uh, have your issues. But come on now. Have your issues, I think, That's is right. the thing That's I take right. away from it. Have your own have issues. Your A own lot of issues. this. No one even knows about this scene in fucking Lightyear. It's just mm. a lot of people who are grifting off this fucking idea and trying to get other people inflamed about something they didn't even give a fuck about. They have <laughs> other things in their life they're worried about. And they have made this uh, an anchor point for their frustration about fucking God knows what. Like, have your own gripes, but come to it at your own terms, not someone else's. Right. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I took a complete oh, detour no, on that. Oh no, just... no, I'm glad. I, I, I was ready to talk about your butt all night, but this is this is great. <laughs> nah, we got to do it. We have to do it because, yeah, yeah. I think it's just yeah, the energy from Obi Wan last we do night. It. Yes, going Super yeah. Saiyan and yes, launching right. rocks everywhere. Obi, -Wan, dude. Obi Wan would be on our <laughs> side on this one. Damn, Look, Eric's Damn, getting bro. rid of all of his shit. So should we, man? <laughs> 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 highly, oh, highly recommend Obi or not Obi Wan. Uh, I do too. Well, I, I do recommend Obi Wan. I recommend yeah. Lightyear too. It's Lightyear. It's Is it good. really good? It, looks it was good. Yes. It's could, it's yeah. It's one of those where you you know take the kids, but mm -hmm. you're gonna love it as well as an adult because there's oh, some. That's correct. I will say this though. Serious take, stuff. Yeah. Because yeah. it's because it's it makes you think like, wow, that's okay. It, that's a lot. It's heavy because there's oh, there's there's right. a chunk of it that deals with Lightyear and what he's doing, and and why he's doing it, and you start seeing it and thinking about it you're like my god you, you start wondering be like dude what are you doing <laughs> please please stop wow. save yourself for the love of god like yeah godzilla. yeah just but it's like godzilla. yeah just, just like godzilla <laughs> yeah stop it stop it leave him alone godzilla let him live yeah <laughs> highly recommend it also just Movie's don't great. take your children if they're under six please oh it's it's a little freaky deaky or what no it's not freaky deaky it's just Unless not for himself it's not oh. no so okay so I went I went in the theater and it was weird oh, because you I see. you watch the crowd and you see it was mostly older people but then right next to the person I went to the movie with like it was like f six little brothers but they were like four five six years old mm -hmm. yeah, and at no, first no. it was like oh this is so cute man they're, they're gonna watch Lightyear and then at one point they, it just became a disaster it just yeah became, that's because it was it, it it just didn't it's hold their attention enough yeah, it's not exactly toy it's yeah. not toy story right. so you're not going to get the it's it's just a different tone than mm -hmm. toy story but it's very good i i really enjoyed lightyear good good, the, good the funny thing is is this conversation it started from your list of the box office right yeah not yeah. three uh, the article that these people were referencing w w claimed that uh, Lightyear is beyond the shadow of a doubt, a complete bomb and has failed. No, 
Of course, I, you said that. Were, yeah, that's, weren't they also upset that they replaced Tim Allen with Chris Evans? Oh, good lord! Yeah, yes. that was another yeah. thing. And so now the whole exactly he's the not whole, the real light the whole, here. The whole conversation there is, I bet he turned it down after he read the script. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. right. Yeah, because yeah. he's a hero Cause to the, millions. Because the hold yeah. on, all those fucking reboot is doing great. All those cocaine <laughs> convictions and everything. Listen. Yeah. <laughs> The guy's hilarious, man. I, loved, I loved him. I, him on, him, on, I did too. Yeah, I, uh, I like him. Home Improvement. Whatever that stupid show he had was was yeah. called. But uh listen, I mean <laughs> Glass House throw stones. You right. you guys are all familiar <laughs> with the, the same. Exactly. Oh, sweet Lord. Wow. Well, I, I got to see uh, something really great. I saw, and Boo, I think you would really love this. It's called The Offer. It's on Paramount. I haven't Plus. started it yet. If yeah, you're a fan of the over, Godfather, yeah. Godfather Two, well, mostly Godfather. It's the making, and it's not a documentary. It's an actual a series on Paramount Plus, and they got some great actors. Miles Teller is the uh, the lead in this, but you'll recognize a bunch of faces. Uh, it's the making of the Godfather and what they went through to get it done, and how the mob was heavily involved in the first trying to stop it, and then. Next, trying to get it through and, and to make it. And you'll see why they switch their tone. Um, and there's a lot of names. Obviously, you'll see Brando. You'll see Pacino. You'll see Sinatra. Uh, you'll see James Caan. And, and Coppola is played perfectly. It's really done well. It's got a Tarantino, um, uh, the, the Hollywood movie, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Uh, kind of feel not the cuts and the the director like not the way he directs but the feel of how hollywood in the late 60s and 70s um actually played out so if you're a fan of that and if you're a fan of the godfather it's a must see it's really good i binged about five episodes of that and i'm almost done with stranger things i'm at like episode six so uh, almost there running up that hill to get there if you know what i mean (laughs) It's a long hill. You only yeah. got like four hours left. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, do I really? <laughs> oh, I think I think the last one is oh, like two no. hours almost. Oh, for I, shite! I sakes. think the last two are like two hours apiece. Oh, the one, the ones they're coming out. Yeah. Also, yeah. Yeah. yeah oh it's, man. It's yeah, like the episode seven's like an hour forty, and then episode eight and nine, I think both of them are two hours separately i'm like jesus it's oh, wow. good but holy shit you're like <laughs> holy holy when? shit yeah exactly yeah. it's not this like oh let me catch an episode no it's like i gotta i gotta sit down be i like, gotta shit, block I off time to run up that I yeah like i gotta i got oh, shit no, to do i gotta make good. dinner good lord yeah yes um, amanda finally caught up and watched all of season three over the course of the week at weekend and uh i was hanging out with her for like the last basically six episodes of it and she has forbidden me forbade me to watch the new season without her so it's like come oh, on yeah right right yeah and, I think, and lorena has to be in a mood to be able to watch it and i ask her every night uh so your things let's finish it now we, we still have one episode of This Is Us. So I watched This Is Us, finished that. That's over. There's no more This Is Us, no more crying for me. And then um, <laughs> she got into the offer and she really loved it. So we just binged through that. I was like, okay, you like it? We're going to try to finish as much as we can right now since you like this thing. Let's do this. Um, so yeah, this is too much great television. Too it has much. taken over. It's just taken over the silver screen. And What's what's great about the offer? It talks about how big movies were 
and how great it was to get into a movie theater the size of like the Pantages Theater in Hollywood or these old school theaters and have the lights go down and the projector on and see the little particles, the dust particles when the projector shoots out. There's a, there's a whole cool line that uh, the producer, Miles Teller, uh, talks about. So the um, theater was dirty. Yes, ah, yes, very dirty. Asbestos. Very dirty. <laughs> DNA all over the place. Oh. But, but so that's what the – uh, the, uh, what we saw this week, we saw a lot. Uh, Randy, uh, King Tom, anything else that you guys want to talk about that you saw? Yeah, I just watched The Boys this week. Okay, that's right. And you still haven't seen any Stranger Things, right? From season one on. I haven't seen like episode one. I was like, yeah, that's cool. Okay, cool. So I consider myself an aficionado. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> you, got, you got it down. You got the gist of the whole show. It's like watching Lost episode one. Yeah. You don't need to watch any of that. He has a YouTube yeah. channel talking about all the flaws in the show. <laughs> yeah. sure. I, I have a, a lot, lot of, of, uh, it's a lot of opinions sh- about it. It's called Strange Thing. It's not even a Stranger Thing. Oh, just, because I've only watched one episode. Yes, just one episode. Oh, okay. yeah. I see. Thanks for explaining yes. the joke. I appreciate Thank you. That. Yeah. Thank you for making it needed an explanation. Yes, <laughs> I do that a lot. Boo, we're going to switch things up. Do you have any boo bits you can throw out there? Because we're gonna, this is going to be a very Kenobi episode so we might as well just like kenobi it out and and go with that do you have any boo bits right now or do you want me to no no i i I have uh i have my bits ready to go yeah okay great but before that boo especially for the patreon better be bits it better be bits oh yeah it's bits bike it's bits i tell you uh-huh it's bits it's bits do do they make do they make uh was it was that bacon bits or 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 kibble bits or whatever do they make that anymore Kibbles and yeah, bits. Uh, yeah, they got some kibbles and some Let's bits. We, we should get a sponsorship. That's get that's yeah, my that. next point. I, I'm sure if I send him that clip, we'll get it. Nailed it. Yeah. yeah. Just just to help my pain. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. They still make kibbles and oh, bits. Oh yeah. Look at that. Oh, look at oh, that. Okay. Yeah. Okay, yeah they're still making it. I gotta look for a new commercial then. That's an old yeah. 1982 commercial. Awful yeah. sound. Yeah. Maybe we can get a real dog to urinate on you. I'm like, I'll <laughs> tape it. No, we cannot. No, okay. we cannot. Well, but you, you, the the one that I would be okay with is the uh, the dog when he's like, uh, I would grab him myself, but I don't have thumbs. Oh, that's a good one. I forgot what that one. I forgot what that yeah. one was. But yeah. Uh, very, speaking very of mem- uh, very me- very memorable advertising. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it yeah. worked. Yeah. Uh, speaking of still making things, uh, oh, Disney is. Where. There you go. Disney is reportedly very impressed with the script for uh, West Ball's uh, Planet of the Apes film. They're they're still looking for a lead actor uh, for their new film trilogy. Oh, they own that now. Yeah, that that was wow. news to me too. I was like, oh shit! Wow. Yeah. Okay, Disney. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. You said West Paul's. West Balls. West Balls. Oh, you weren't joking. That was really. Oh, I, I, that's. I I thought that's what you said. I I take yeah. this very seriously, and I'm I'm offended that you think that I would, I would try to make a juvenile joke. About my own segment. I love. The well done. Boo's laptop is on his stomach, so when he talks, the whole thing is shaking. shaking. Just, just the the wiggle, just wiggle, can't. dude. Just the wiggle and jiggling, dude. Right yeah. Oh. What's it? Uh, my money doesn't jiggle, jiggle. It folds. Yeah. Ooh, okay. <laughs> As he takes a sip, I'm so glad people get to see this finally. Yeah. Yeah. Enjoy, folks. Enjoy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And uh, speaking of owning things, um, I have a question for you guys. What's the most amount you've paid for pop culture memorabilia? Oh, I'll go around. 
pop culture memorable. Anybody can start. Oh, the well, most you so paid for, including Star Wars stuff. Zero dollars. There you go. So less or Sir, less than zero. zero dollars. I don't own anything like uh, I don't know what, what what would qualify as pop culture memorabilia. I like actually know. buying like oh, uh, like if if you bought like a rare comic book. Well, okay, or like game. you know, from like uh, say you get the actual skateboard, the hollow, the hovering skateboard from Back to the Future. Bingo. Yeah. Okay. Something like you that. Have one yeah. of those, less? No. Like say if like if I went out and bought like I don't know like a DeLorean. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's what I'm asking. No, I'm asking. No. Do you get that, or did I'm you get like the actual keys. like? Uh... I bought Luke's X-wing. It's in the back. Nobody's seen it, but I bought it. Yeah, exactly. oh. yeah. um, no, yeah, you, Raj, you'd actually have it back there, the and he'd be able to turn on and everything. I'd be like, yeah, yeah, check it out, guys. Check it out, guys. I'd like to talk about this a little more, but I'm out of time. I I was gonna oh. say the out of time license plate. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'll go first. I bought a um, about ten years ago. I bought a framed, pretty big poster of the West Wing cast. Like they're all on it it's from an episode with every single member signed. I have no idea where it is, man. I was about like, to say, I've never seen that. Yeah. yeah, I haven't seen it in eight years. I lost it. <laughs> I don't know. Somebody stole it from my office. It's gone. It was everyone from Martin Short to Bradley Whitfield to um, to everybody. It's Allison Janney. Martin you should Short. look on eBay. Did I say Martin Short? You said Martin Short. Fuck, Martin Sheen. I'm sorry. That'd be funny. <laughs> <laughs> Martin Short should have been on an episode. It would have been great. <laughs> that would have been funny. I love Martin Short. Jimmy Glick, Glick is the best, dude. Yeah. Oh, Glick is the best, dude. I love Jimmy Glick. We got to bring out some Jimmy Glick video, clips. like Bites yeah. clips. Oh, he's the best. But that's me. Yeah, I spent, uh, I think I spent 200 bucks on that thing. Okay. I was really into the West Wing back then. Okay. Not Anybody else? Anymore. Well, well, like for me, I mean, it depends on how you want to classify that because I have a ton of Star Wars stuff. Right. And I've got a $500 sale bar and stare me in the face over there. But like my lightsaber, my first lightsaber probably cost me 700 bucks to build. Damn. I've got, yeah. you know, close to two grand wrapped up in stormtrooper armor. Um, yeah, so yeah, that's Eric, tough. Eric to was going to beat us there on this one, I think. Oh, yeah. I, I was expecting that. Yeah. Yeah. Well, King Tom might have some Weezer shit. King Tom. Um, I got some. I have some comic book books worth a few hundred dollars. Most of them I got before they crossed that mark, right. or you know, I got like when they were on sale originally. Mm -hmm. um, as far as Weezer, uh, I got. Um, you got to fucking meet Rivers and walk yeah. with them. So I think bought that a night everything. with him. <laughs> yeah, I <laughs> bought a night with him. I won a silent auction. <laughs> he let me use his sunscreen. I was right. about to say this sunscreen. Yeah. Sunscreen mm -hmm. allegedly. Yeah. <laughs> Randy, have you bought anything? <laughs> um, no, I I like when I was a kid, I bought uh like, you know, like little things here and there, but never think anything over like market value or anything. I spend all my money on electronics. I don't know if that really necessarily counts as memorabilia. Gotcha. No. Okay. No, it does not. Randy. You didn't buy like a flux capacitor or the uh or the ghost reading thing from uh from Ghostbusters? No, not unless you can play a video game, man. Gotcha, gotcha. Mm. All right. Well, less you, less you must have some like something worth a lot, like comic book wise. You got some crazy amount of comics. No, nah, man, I've lost way more comics. Oh, you have lost than them. I've been able to hold on to. I had first print Death of Superman. And oh, it's completely the yeah, it was destroyed completely. It's gone. gone. So yeah, that's. A I gotta, I gotta find my West Wing poster with Martin <laughs> with Martin Short. Short. Yeah. 
Yeah, you find that one. That's pretty good pick. You know, yeah. yeah, nah. I would say maybe these uh, two X Men figures I have in the background. If I probably kept them in the box, they might be worth mm-hmm. something. There you go. They they came out way back in '96, and I think it was the first run of the X Men toys and the animated series that just wrapped, if I'm not mistaken. So, possibly, but yeah. yeah. By the way, my fa- most one of my favorite Jiminy Glick episodes is when he had Damon Wayans on. He sits there. He's just staring at him. It's just silent for 30, 40 seconds. And he looks at him. And if you guys don't know who Jiminy Glick, he's a character Martin Short does, and it's all ad lib. Like the 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 interviewer, the interviewees don't get any questions. And Martin Short is this like overweight, crazy reporter. And it's he's the best. And he just looks at David Wayans for I swear he just sits there for an hour and David Wayans just start, starts to lose it. And he just looks at him and goes, and after about a, about a minute, he goes, major pain. <laughs> and he just stops and stares at him for another minute. Doesn't say anything. And David Wayans is dying, dude. Dying. Out of all his career, he brings up major pain. <laughs> That's it. That's awesome. You got to check it out on YouTube. All right. Go ahead. So I asked you guys about your uh, you know, pop culture purchases because there's a guy who bought the original uh, X-Wing fighter model used in A New Hope. Yeah, we talked and about that. Uh, talked about it was going on auction. So uh, somebody bought it. Somebody bought it. Oh, somebody bought it. Any guesses? Did if you know, don't guess. But any I, guesses? I, how much? I don't remember what what the actual starting price of that auction was going to be, but I would say three hundred fifty thousand. Anybody else? Mm. More than a million. Okay. Anybody else? I'm going I'll more say, than five million. I'll five say million? two point eight. Okay. More than five. I'm saying one dollar, Bob. One dollar. One million and one. I was about to say, yeah, two point eight and one dollar. Actually, I'm gonna yeah. change it. I'm gonna change it. He found it abandoned and he squatted in it for the minimum of five years. Nobody claimed it, so he Uh-oh. went and filled out the paperwork and got it for free. Bingo. Well done. Well done. <laughs> yeah. Um. So the uh the the actual purchase price was two point three million. Jiminy Ooh. crickets. Yeah. Wait, is this like, like the the little filming model or the one they actually sat in? The filming. This, right? this is the, the filming ground. one that they were, we were talking about a couple weeks ago. That it's going up for auction soon. The one that was in the movie. Well, I mean, like that? the one that they put in front of blue screen. Yes, that yes. one. Not the okay. not the, and, and the one. And it's not a the bigger. Size. It's a bigger not the version. scale one. Yeah, not scale right. one, but it's a bigger version of like the one we have toys. And yeah. Stuff. Yeah. Exactly. That's crazy. Yeah. But I mean, if it, you have the money, why not? Right. Like if you're if you're like rolling it in the dough, if you if you're oh, worth like a hundred million dollars and you're like sixty and that's something you want and you're gonna die like tomorrow, you might as well. You're gonna die like tomorrow. It's, 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 it's a lot of, you have to meet all those requirements. A lot of stipulations, yes. Yeah. <laughs> Get it, not dying tomorrow. Yeah. I got all those, but I'm not gonna die tomorrow. Son of a bitch. Yeah. yeah. Um I don't, I don't have another segue after that, but uh, Guy Ritchie wow. is, well yeah, is going to direct the live-action Hercules remake. Oh, Guy Ritchie. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, huh. And the Russo brothers are going to produce it. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's, that's some talent. Interesting, but it's so civilized. Hercules. Yeah, but one of my favorite uh, animated Disney movies, so, so that should be interesting. I like oh, Guy Ritchie. Oh, time out. It's the Disney Hercules Oh, they're the bringing that to live action. Okay. Yeah. Okay. 
Interesting. Okay. Isn't I, I Beyonce know. rumored to be one of the muses? She should be. Or she, like, I, they, should, they should just get her and like Less. Tell me you heard the Beyonce song that came out last night. Yeah, man. I'm all it about is it. People are great nineties R and B. It was phenomenal. No, she's got house songs too that are out that are, are Oh, are I haven't trendy. heard I just heard the one that's the Robin S, oh. you know, uh sample. Yeah. Phenomenal. Yeah, no, man. They're taking it back to real house music, baby. Yep. Real house real music. Real house music. Real house music. Mm. I'll tell you a story about that. We were in Las Vegas. We had bottle service. Les and I were sitting there, and there was these cool dudes right next to us. Um, you know, the African American dudes from like Detroit. Cool black dudes were from Chicago. In, Chicago. In, oh, yeah, Chicago. And, and at the time, like, EDM was ahead, starting to take over. Yeah, EDM was starting to take over, but then they played. Uh, basically, they went to like Robin S and then like uh, bum, Crystal Waters. Bum, bum, yeah, bum, and you just bum, hear bum, Show bum. Me. Yeah, and it's he's like, Oh, hell yeah, baby. Love. Real house music. And then he just started doing his dance. They, uh, they got so excited over that joke. song. Yes. For the so now you're us. all a part of the inside joke. Real house music. Because it is actually. It is real house music. Real it started in Chicago. Music. Yeah. Started in Chicago and then techno started in Detroit. So we're all good. Proceed, boo. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. No, uh, still no segue. You for had that, to be but... there, y'all. You had yeah. to be there. <laughs> <laughs> we wish you were there. Definitely. Definitely. Um, yeah. Uh, one other, uh, boo bit, my last one. <laughs> okay. Boo, I, I, you've been I, lost for segues, man. I know. What's going I know. on? I, I, you know, you guys just aren't, aren't feeding me. You know, you guys aren't just, you know, I appreciate you not forcing them, though. though. Yeah. You know what? It's, it's a little tough. It's a little tough. But yeah. Uh, my last boo bit, uh, HBO has been developing a ton of Game of Thrones shows that are different timelines or, animated or something else you know of, of that kind uh but there uh the next one in development is a sequel to the original game of thrones uh game of thrones show with kit harrington returning as Jon snow dude i'm all about that is that really going down mm-hmm. it's just oh in my. development it's not they, they, they've fine. had like hey, they've had like fine. 10 Develop shows in development thing, only like two or I'm three are coming out but yeah so excited. we'll see dude so, yeah. that's amazing all right, cool. Yep, and that's all I got. Hey, that's more than I thought. So thank you very much, Bill. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right, so now we're going to get into our Star Wars talk. Um, I don't know if there's anything other than, uh, you know, Kenobi and, you know, rumors. That, oh, I did hear one little rumor before we get into Star Wars about Star Wars. Millie Bobby Brown, I heard, is in talks with Lucasfilm, and I, I've heard this rumor before, but um, I don't know where I heard this, but it was a decent source, I think. That she's uh, doesn't say what she's for, um, talking to Kathleen Kennedy and crew for, but she's in talks. Did you hear that, Eric? At all? Yeah, but it, it, I saw sort of a headline that alluded to that. But if you read it, essentially what it says is that they're aware of her and how big of a cultural impact she's had. <laughs> okay, gotcha. Neat. I'm, Nailed I'm it. Glad, wow. I'm glad they're aware of her. Yeah. Ace job. Ace job. Uh, <laughs> being on the internet. <laughs> Yeah, right. Exactly. Great, great sources. Thrawn, who's one of our best sources. Here we go. Greetings. This is Grand Admiral Thrawn aboard the ISS Chimera. You are currently listening to the Sith List. I know a great deal about you because of this artistic choice. May warrior's fortune smile upon your efforts. Well, while we're talking about rumors, okay, rumor has it that 
the actor who was the voice and mocap for Cal Kestis in Jedi Fallen Order and the sequel to said game, Jedi uh, 38 Special, I believe it was called. They, he has been in talks to play Cal in a live action. Uh, thank you live action television show to play the character. And I mean, Hey, that would be cool. Right. I'm down for that, but where do they put it? What do they do with it? And what do you guys Mm. think the likelihood of this is? And mind you, there's no official announcement surrounding this. Right. You're saying the guy that they're talking to is the guy that played him. Correct. Correct. Okay, good. Because when we saw that uh, panel during celebration, Chicago, I remember seeing him. He played the quote-unquote wannabe Joker in Gotham uh, on the on the network show, and he was great as that character. And I, I think I told Randy right there, I go, they can convert this to a real show. This guy's a legitimate actor. He's really good at what he does. So that's great news. If they can do that, they should definitely do it. Why not? Yeah, I mean, I would watch that. Star Wars TV, which obviously we'll be talking about in just a minute, has really ratcheted it up. And there's a lot of exciting stories to be told. And with the weight that they've given things like the video games and all of the other forms of media, I think it'd be a cool jump to have it. And uh, I think you could do it in a way where you don't have to beat people over the head with the notion that this is a video game character. And here's what happened in said video game. It's just a cool character. And the people who realize what it's from, cool. And the people who don't, also cool. Right. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. Especially because they have, they already have the actor in place who's an actual known live action actor. Then they have Deborah Wilson as well. Like they could easily transition over to a show and it, uh, it would work for me. Deborah Wilson rules. I think that that was killer to have her as that character. I really dug that. Uh, while we're also talking about rumors, And I mean, I guess this isn't really a rumor rumor because they have a quote from Kathleen Kennedy. This article came out today on E.T. online. They're talking about how Kenobi was conceptualized to be a one and done limited series. The end. Kathleen Kennedy, everybody's favorite. I like her. We like. She said that they've they hear what the fans are saying and then. It's not completely off the table uh, that they would consider doing a another season of this. So, you know, that doesn't mean they're gonna. It just means that she is aware that that's what people are saying, that they dig it and that they would consider doing it if it's the thing to do. Well, that is very, very promising. Yeah. It seems like it's rude. I hope they do it before they fire her. Yeah, no kidding. I know it's coming. <laughs> I know it's coming. <laughs> yeah. keep on I mean, hearing it. And, and, and aren't they going to replace all that with like new content, right? So they're supposed to fire her and completely wipe everything and yeah. redo everything. Right. They're yeah. going to make everything. Yeah. So is that well, what's going to happen? Okay. No aliens. No aliens allowed. Yeah. Mm. Mm. <laughs> right. Yeah. All right. Settle down, That's Homelander. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh, <laughs> uh, I just got dude, it, dude. The scene where the he best. goes to his girlfriend who survived, and she's in there, and she's all burnt, and she's like, "No one suffers like you." That right. just shows you how up a zone ass he is. Anyhow, definitely. So, 
Sorry, I've completely, <laughs> no, completely not. derailed myself. Uh, so let's <laughs> talk about Kenobi, man. I mean, we got Andor coming out next. That's going to be the next thing. But uh, until then, we can't wait to see a Cassian. But let's talk about the season slash series question mark finale oh, of Obi-Wan Kenobi. And listen, by now, everybody's seen it. If you haven't seen it and you intend to see it, stop listening to this right now. And go yeah, watch go it watch because it. don't let anybody ruin this for you. Henry and I watched it this morning. My son, he's going to be eight here in a few weeks. We were both like high five and afterward. It was oh, so great. And we so walked great. in and Amanda said, well, how was it? And I mean, I didn't think I was that emotional, but my like voice hitch. I said it was pretty good pretty good and she's like oh well i'll have to watch it and so i as a joke said i can't believe they killed off kenobi and both the kids and she instantly is like what oh wait a minute and i'm like yeah i'm i'm sorry i just assumed you would instantly realize you know what the thing but here's the deal um when you watch this episode, we're not going to go over it beat by beat or anything, but I, the thing I really want to talk about is just the emotional aspects of what they did with Ewan as Obi-Wan and right. how they managed to take him as this meek, beaten down hermit at the beginning to turn him into that where he's standing there in the Jesus pose with the rocks hovering behind him and starts oh. slinging him. He deserves the term, the title master. Yeah. And that was such yeah. a triumphant, crazy cool moment. And it everything was. that they did from that point. Well, I mean, honestly, from the opening with Reva showing up on Tatooine, wanting to know where this farmer is. But everything they did was top shelf. The lightsaber battle was great. It's one of the cooler mm -hmm. things that I've seen from the lightsaber standpoint. And uh, just the way they handled the dialogue during the battle and the emotion in the battle and the, the helmet being broken and seeing Anakin's face was more powerful than I thought it could be. Oh man. Yeah. yeah. That was, uh, I almost lost it during that scene. There's, yeah. there's, there's a couple things like even just the intro, like I'm going to bring some stuff up here and people on Patreon can see this people that are listening. Um, you can follow along and, when when Vader comes out, right? I mean, this scene is so like iconic, and it's just oh my gosh! Yeah, the framing of that is so good. Man. And you know, one of the things we've talked about during this series, and quite frankly, all of the Disney series thus far, is there will be scenes where it feels like just outside of the frame, there's nothing. Mm -hmm. You yeah, know what I mean? Right. I mean, look, look at this shot right here. And if, for the people listening, it's the shot where it's the long shot and you see um, wherever, whatever planet this is. What planet is this? Do you guys have they I have announced no that? Idea. I think they kind of mentioned it quickly when he, he said he was going to take the smaller ship. Okay. There, there's mm -hmm. um, like boulders and these rock formations and behind it. It looks like if you just pause it, it just looks like you could be put up on a wall or something as a painting. It just, it's beautiful. It's dark, but it's beautiful. Yeah. And and that's what I was saying. It This feels gigantic. Yes. It doesn't yeah. feel like it's on a tiny soundstage and just outside of the edge of the frame as a bunch of cables. Yes, exactly. I will do what I must. Oh, gosh. Like, I look at... I mean, and then the pose. The pose. The pose. Oh. 
Oh, it's just so great. And you will die. The music in this. They went I know, at it too. Oh, I'm sorry. It's been Eric. a mixed. Uh, there's been some complaints, but I personally really found the music to be really good in this. Stage. I did too. I mean, I think the sound engineering was phenomenal. The music was great. The setting and the background, the darkness and the lightsabers glowing like this. I mean, Randy's been talking about how great the lighting has been throughout the entire series. And I think this was like the climax of it. It was just beautiful. It, look at how menacing Vader is. Oh, right. Two hand in the lightsaber, which shows you that they've really done a lot of work with the suit. Yes. Because yeah. the mobility of the suit has been a problem, which is why he would one hand the saber so much. Right, exactly. I love the fact that he's just like smacking like rocks and shit. Oh. Yeah. This puts that CGI Vader Kenobi fight on the Death Star to shape. Oh gosh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Speaking yeah, of the lighting, true. I paused it two or three times when you can see the reflection in Vader's helmet and his eyes. It was yeah. just yeah. incredible. I'm like, look at that. That's amazing. Oh, and then this scene. Oh, your strength has returned. Nope. Sorry. Man, did you just see the like? Oh, yeah, this is so Dang, I, I really don't know what to say. In all honesty, this has just been great. So give a oh, pop that in was the mouth the, right here. That was the Darth Maul move, just about. Oh, yeah, it was. Yeah, mm-hmm. it was. Yep. It did a little. That was like, that was sweet great. Leg. That was yeah. great. It just that this right here. Oh, the earthquake. man, the earthquake. It's just Hulk weird to me on. that or, or I don't know how you all feel about this, but when I look at, you know, the, the original trilogy and then you start seeing subsequent uh, fights now. Right. You know, the, the, the choreography and the skill and the training that they've all been through kind of puts that stuff to like to shame. But then I, I, I want to look at it in a way of saying, you know what? The sequel, the original trilogy technically comes after all of this stuff. Everybody's older. So no wonder Vader and Obi-Wan are just like clapping each other a little bit on the Death Star. And it's like not mm-hmm. as, you know, they're old and. The, the power with the force isn't as strong. Their connection isn't as strong. So I'm okay with that. But it's like you just see the different levels. And, and this is mm-hmm. really cool to see them both. I don't want to say at the height of their powers, but just getting back to that. The confrontation brings so much out of both of them. Obi, Obi-Wan has to reach back to those levels. And, of course, he becomes Master Kenobi here. And Vader is like, I'm fully Vader now, but I already know you know, I'm just fully consumed by the dark side and my win at all costs is what I have to do. This is what I have to do to fulfill anything and everything with every inch of him, dude. It's just, man. Well, the Revenge of the Sith uh, battle at the end was more skilled than this. Yes. A hundred times more skilled, but this yes. is vicious. This is, you There's can anger. see, this is anger and hatred uh, coming out of Vader, especially oh, no, and at, at times, yeah. at times yeah. from Obi-Wan as well. Like Obi-Wan wants to finish this thing. And at the end, he just can't finish it. He just doesn't, he just can't do it because yeah. it's Anakin. That's yeah. kind of like what they play with in this episode. Like Vader saying that, uh, you see your strength has come back, but you still have that weakness. Yeah. Like that is kind of like where the position Obi-Wan finally gets to. Like he still mourns that relationship. Mm-hmm. But he still becomes that strong Jedi and doesn't let go, doesn't do the Vader thing, just let go of 
his compassion. Yes. Man. Like you see him that's like right. like crying over like the fucking friend he lost. Mm-hmm. Right. That's that's he's but he's still so throwing sorry. fucking boulders. And <laughs> right. so and that's something too that I was gonna mention is I feel like with so the way they did that in Rebels where the helmet breaks open and you just see the eye. Mm-hmm. Seeing the whole half of the face, hearing how the voice changed where it's mm-hmm. distorted it's, Hayden Christensen voice. And dual. Yeah. Let's let's watch and, it. Let's watch it. Here we go. But I feel like this is the only thing that kept Obi-Wan from killing him. Oh, for sure. Was seeing his face. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. And hearing his voice. Hearing his voice blew my mind. I was like, whoa, it, it gave me chills. Anakin's gone. Oh. Damn. Damn. I am what remains. Oh. And the, the acting here with Obi-Wan, with Hayden, with uh, Ewan, my God. You were my brother. I'm sorry. Ugh. I'm sorry, Anakin. This is where we lost Les, by the way. Yeah, (laughs) power went out right here. It's too much emotion. And him turning right now. Like, I don't want to hear your bullshit sorries. This is the one thing I could have lived without. It's a little too on the nose. The red and blue? No, the... Same way. I dug the red and blue. I, I did too. I dug what he said too, Eric. I, I, I liked I what he said. Yeah. Because he doesn't want to give Obi-Wan the credit of killing him. It wasn't you that killed me, Obi-Wan. No, no. I understand that. My okay. thing is, is that's really cementing Obi-Wan saying uh, Darth Vader betrayed and murdered your father in A New Hope. Mm. That's why that was there. And I feel yeah. like they could have conveyed that same thing in a different way. Oh, I feel like okay. a better choice of dialogue in this situation would have been, I am not your failure. I'm my own greatest achievement kind of thing. And mm. d- to take it mm. from that standpoint and not have to just mention it verbatim that I killed right. Anakin Skywalker because that that was for a new hope. That was what that felt that's like interesting because yeah, that's the first time I heard it and it makes total sense now. I wasn't even thinking about it when I watched it last night. I, I feel like the way it is, it, it, he's letting Obi-Wan off the hook because he's saying that Anakin guy isn't here anymore. I'm not right. I'm not him he's gone, don't have sympathy for me. And in a way, it's like letting him off the hook, but also, you know, he knows here he's failed. I don't think Vader has any way of winning this, and he knows it. And it's more like, you know, come on, kill me, you motherfucker, because I'm not, I'm not Anakin anymore. Oh, is that what, is that right. what you're oh, getting out of that? Wow. Like, come, yeah, come, come I can after see me. That. Kill me. Uh, yeah. I oh, can wow. see that, but I've, I feel like he would – have so much hatred for him that the last thing he'd want to do is take away his guilt. Yeah. That what he'd really want to do is take credit for the masterpiece he's become. I don't know. Like if we get all Birdman about this and like the use of lighting, <laughs> they're they're definitely using the blue light to uh, represent a different side of him. Mm-hmm. I, I think here yeah. at this moment, though, I I kind of agree with King Tom. He's like. Get over here and finish this shit, dude. You think so? How dare you? How that's dare a, that's you? That's an interesting take. Well, okay, finish, you no, like finish this, like like, like he finish wants the to fight. Die. Yeah, let's finish the yeah. fight. Yeah, because you don't. Okay, it's not really a 
And you know what? You ca- I I I want to I want you to go back, but it's okay. We don't have no, to. No, I, I want you to go back to where he sure. Obi Wan basically whoops his ass, dude. Like yeah, he turns right, right it before, on right before and that part. Is he right, socks right him in the face. Right, he just starts. He slices his chest. He's like just beating his ass, yeah. dude. He's like, you know what? I've taken it easy on you. <laughs> I've always taken it easy on you. I'm gonna kick the crap out of you. And he's it's so like, it's so hard to watch Vader get handled, though. Yeah. You yeah, know, the only For one me, who can do that is Obi Wan. Obi Wan, yeah, right. I'm so, just saying, I'm just not used to it, so it's hard for me to. Neither is he. It's, Other it's, than Jedi, you know. So okay, uh, I'm gonna say this in in a lot of anime, uh, action anime, especially that's martial arts based. Uh, you get the the master and the student, or you get the higher level person versus the lower level person, and or you always get the the training between them, or the two rivals. Mm-hmm. You always get the training, yeah. and there's always you know, and Naruto, uh, Sasuke and Naruto are always fighting each other. And Sasuke always kicks Naruto's ass. And then finally, at some point, they become equals, you know, but it's almost like and, and there's always that fuel. It's always something that drives them. And it's funny when we got I think it was in the second episode where we got the sparring between them two, between uh, yeah. Anakin yeah. and Obi-Wan. Episode f- five. OK, so in that episode, where we get the sparring and it's like they're they're dueling and they're training but it's like that there's a rivalry there anakin just wants to best him so much and obi-wan is just like come on man there's so much more for you to learn and again to just see this level that obi-wan unleashes like he was disconnected for a while he was rusty you know and for him to be there and to find a way to truly like just dig deep and just say you know what this is you haven't seen anything you know, all the things that he's done before, all those people he's defeated, Grievous, everybody. Like, I don't think he's ever had to go that hard to take them out, you know. But on this one, he really went for it. And then he just decides to walk away. So, of course, I'd be pissed, too, if, like, somebody showed me, you know, if my big brother showed me that, that he could still kick my ass no matter how many weights I lift and how much other things. And he just walks away like, yeah, whatever. You're like, get the fuck back here. We're not finished. Like, we are not done. You either stomp me out. Or or nothing, dude. It's one or the other, man. Let's do this. So I, I agree with King Tom's way. It's like let's just mm-hmm. finish this. Day. That makes sense. Yeah, I just didn't think of it at that time, but yeah, that totally makes sense. Sorry, it took a long time to get to that, people. No, no, just, uh, that's right. And how upset must he be at that moment? Because that's the second time that he has beat him and just walked away. Yeah, yep. just just left him. Uh, not physically. just the second time, boo. No, no, but, but it's just the training too, right? You, that's true. You yeah. played football. Yeah. You've played football, and you've had probably had to do a ton of one on ones, right? And dudes, <laughs> yeah. you you get you they blow the whistle, and you got to knock each other down. And I'm mm-hmm. sure there's a guy who just kept knocking you on your ass. And oh yeah, like I still can't fucking beat this guy. Mm-hmm. Are you kidding yeah. me, dude? And just like, what and, the? And he just gets up and walks away, leaves him in, has left him in metaphorical and physical pieces. And he just walks away, and just that at that moment, he is just so pissed. He's like, I, he's like, I, I still can't do it. And even, and even in a new hope, he doesn't give him the chance, or he doesn't give him the actual gratification of defeating him. He just disappears, and just you know, the 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 cloak drops, and he's like, ain't that a bitch? Yeah, I still yeah, even get a chance. even then, even then, he knows that he didn't defeat him. Exactly, he, yeah. he grew stronger than he could possibly imagine. Mm-hmm. Huh, that's another good point. That's that's why I love talking to you guys. <laughs> just the level of gamesmanship, dude. There's mm-hmm. just a level of one-upping and just 
Yeah. You want to hit up on this point uh, here, Eric? The uh, the Palpatine at Mustafar. That was crazy. Well, and I I think that it's just another example of Palpatine like sticking it to Vader, reminding him of his place, keeping yep. him down, and you know, without flat out saying it, just letting him know you're a punk ass bitch. And I, <laughs> well, seriously, if you read no, you're like right. the Vader you're right. comic right. series, yeah, Palpatine really goes out of his way to keep him down and remind him of his place and remind him of his failure. That's one of the reasons that he essentially was forced to build his domicile at the site of his greatest failure. Yeah. And the books as well. The books also talk about the fact that the Palpatine is always like putting him down pretty much and like kind of like belittling him in front of people. Can we just mention how good that makeup is done by the way? That's very return of the Jedi makeup. I love it. Very return of the Jedi. Yes. Yes. Look at that. Yeah. Oh, now, Oh man! Somebody last night on the live stream mentioned that what if uh, Palpatine tells Vader after getting his ass handed to him by Kenobi that you need to just get over it and quit chasing him down? Yeah, yeah. and I'm like, that's dumb. But that's <laughs> sort of what what happened here. And as it was happening, I'm like, dang it! Yeah, they nailed that one. I forget who that was, but well done. Yeah. Now after this, we see. Alderaan, obviously, and this this scene was kind of touching as well with with Leia saying goodbye. Oh, to incredibly! Ben. It, it was, and especially when he was talking about his parents. And I think I have that here too. When I said before that I didn't know your parents, Princess Leia Organa, you are wise. Oh, music, dude. Mm-hmm. Kind-hearted. These are qualities that came from your mother. But you're also passionate and fearless, forthright. And these are gifts from your father. Both were exceptional people who bore an exceptional daughter. I wish I could tell you more. So right there, yeah. Is it weird that I see Carrie in this little girl? Not at all. I mean, no. I, that was the intent. And that's so well done. And th- there's been some pretty cool side-by-side shots people have made of like angles of her when she was talking to Obi-Wan the, and then of Carrie Fisher with the head cocked the same way and stuff. Oh, what I really like is the very next thing that happens here when he says, I wish I could tell you more. And she looks at her adopted parents and says, you don't have to. Yeah, right. Because my parents are right over there. Yeah. Yeah. That's that was a good one. I think I have that right here. Thank you. Oh, or I just skipped it. Mm-hmm. Will I ever see you again? Oh, yeah, I skipped it. There you go. That was there a little Annie. But you were right there. Passionate. Yeah. And fearless. Both I was hoping he would go, what does your heart tell you? And she was going to go, yes, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I wish I could tell you more. You don't have to. It's okay. You don't have to. Yeah, she's content. Mm-hmm. 
she is a princess after all. Yeah, right. Will I ever see you again? Maybe. Someday. Hmm. If you ever need help from a tired old man. <laughs> but we must be careful. No one must know, or it could endanger us both. Huh. Okay, so interesting. So maybe that part right there, because I know a lot of people are saying, well, why was it so informal when we see New Hope and see her send that message and says, you worked with my father. I mean, you, you know what I mean? But that, I think that last line right there kind of helps that dialogue in New Hope where you have to be careful. You don't want to let anybody know that we've worked together before. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I just thought of that right now. Um, and if that's the reason why they put that line in there, well done, Jesus. I I really love this kind of victory lap that Obi Wan goes on in the end, mm -hmm. um, because you know going back to, to to watching the Star Wars movies growing up, Obi Wan in the original trilogy, I think he was painted as a tragic failure because it was his it, it was his shortcomings mm -hmm. we were told that led to Anakin choosing the dark side. Right. And then in the prequel trilogy, we saw that happen. We saw a bit of, of the hero thing, but he was still, you know, going to be a hermit at the end. Here in this series, we saw him at absolute rock bottom. But then we also saw, you know, him having some heroic moments that go up with any of Luke Skywalker, Anakin, Ray, anyone in this saga. And it was really great to see. I agree kind of paints the whole surrounding events in a different way and how I you think so. look at the character in the long run. Mm -hmm. And that is just uh, great writing. Yeah. <laughs> when, you, when, you, when you think of it. Yeah. Awesome, man. And then after yeah, this, I was really um, pleased. Oh, go ahead. Oh, go ahead. Eric. I was really pleased with the, the resolution of their, their relationship Goodbye, here, or of their interactions man, together. And, I really thought it was cool. Like the manner that she's dressed is emulating his look of yeah. the, the tall boots, the tunic that's cinched in the middle and all of that stuff. I, I thought that was a really cool little nod. And I, as soon as I saw that holster, I'm like, Oh, the droid's going to go in there. <laughs> it, was, it was so obviously the perfect size, but him telling her you're 10 years old. I'm not going to give you a blaster. <laughs> Whenever that happened, I thought that was that was a really cute moment. So the music cues through here, you know, you hear the Obi-Wan theme, but there's little tiny bites that suggest like classic themes from the original trilogy. When okay. the dealings with Reva and the whole bit, you'll hear just a like a a single violin and the, the use of the strings in this. Is really good. Yeah, there are a lot of like little slight homages. He just needs to be a boy. So, I think this scene really and and Randy and I touched on this in the reaction video afterwards, and kind of when we broke it down. I think this scene is really important for the future of Star Wars and the future of 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 Obi Wan, uh, because when he tells Owen that it's your job now to protect him and he's fine with you guys overlooking him. It's all he needs that, that opens up all kinds of storylines for, for Kenobi. Now he doesn't have mm -hmm. to be sitting there constantly watching over Luke. We can get a second season 
we can get these adventures of him going out trying to find force users. Uh, so I, I think that this part was really, really important in, in the next like phase of what are they going to ever get, what they're going to be doing with the Obi-Wan character. Yeah, definitely freed him up from yeah. the requirement that he remain on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Exactly. Let me uh, press it. The only protection he needs now, Owen, is you and Beru. Take good care of him. This is awesome right here, man. I know some people don't like it, but. You want to meet him? (sighs) That look, man. Oh my gosh. Ewan McGregor is the master. Yes. No he does look like Jesus. He does. Are you my dad? <laughs> Hello there. Oh, it's so perfect. It is. And that's even more like how Kenobi sounded in A New Hope than yeah. ever when he yeah. says that. And, you know, one of the things that in a new hope that they specifically say is when Luke um, is discovered by Ben after being knocked out by the Tuscans is that uh, boy, am I glad to see you? Like there was a familiarity there mm-hmm. already. And so to imagine that there never was, it's crazy. One thing that we didn't mention that I really, really liked was when Reva was there and she was backing him across that little walkway that she ends up knocking him off of. And she goes, you really do love him. Like he's your own. And he said, he is my he own. He is my own. Yeah. yeah. I oh, love that. That was good. Love that. Oh, and Baru. Let's talk about Baru real quick. She was a badass, man. What a yeah, great unexpected hero we got there. That was phenomenal. She knows where the guns are stashed. She's ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And uh, obviously this ending here, just uh, it's what we expected, but we still freaked out when we saw it. Yep. We see a certain guy with a certain particular set of skills pop up. And um, I think I screamed a little bit when I saw him. (laughs) (laughs) Master Qui-Gon. Well, (laughs) took you long enough. That hair is brushed, brushed, dude. You think you'd never come? I was always here, Obi-Wan. You just were not ready to see. Oh, I love that. Come on. You've got a ways to go. <laughs> I'm I'm hoping for an SNL skit where instead of being uh, Qui-Gon Jinn, he's uh, the dad from Taken. He's like, so both kids got kidnapped, huh? <laughs> <laughs> that would be really cool. That would be awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, but we didn't talk about how Baru and Owen basically like held court and like did their own thing, dude. Like especially Baru. Protected the homestead. She, she yep. threw a little shade at the beginning because he's like Ben's not here, and she's like, "And why is that?" Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's like, right. "Let's get these blasters ready." Right. 
And and uh, Ben's outfit here is a, a an homage to this, correct? Yep. Uh, look at that. That is oh, taken awesome. straight from that. Yeah, okay. really cool. I'm just gonna say this then. People need to understand. Uh, people, how do you have a problem with this? The fan service was extraordinary. If that's the case, if Deborah Chow drew from all mediums yeah. to be able to put it's together rad, right? a solid direction of Obi of this of an Obi Wan or vision of Obi Wan for everyone. You just, I don't understand why people can have an issue with this. Did you say everyone? Everyone! I can't Thanks. believe I did that. Thanks, Les. <laughs> I apologize, everyone. Again. <laughs> Wait, did you say everyone? Everyone! <laughs> Thanks, buddy. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that's it. Money shot at the end. It's beautiful music. Feels like Lawrence of Arabia. Which was George, one of George Lucas' favorite films. So, hey, full circle, guys. Something, something that I noticed that was interesting is when uh, Reva is walking back with Luke in her arms. It reminded me of Anakin walking back uh, with oh, his mom. Oh, good, good call. And because she says, have I become him? Because he oh. made the choice and he murdered everyone. And she made the choice and she didn't murder, you know, Luke at that time. And I was like, because she's, yeah, she's afraid of becoming him and doing what he's done. And that's why she didn't do it. She's like, I I, I couldn't do it. And she's afraid that she became or she was becoming him. And I was like, no, because you, you made a choice, made a choice and the right one. So I was like, that's a, that's an interesting way to show it. Mm-hmm. With with that, Baru and Owen were there for it. They knew about it. Obi Wan never knew about it. No, about the Tuscans. No, really. No, yeah. he would. No, yeah, because you, you sort of sort of got the vibe that the only person he ever confided in with that once he left Tatooine, once he left that homestead, was uh, Palpatine. Yeah, didn't well, and, and didn't, Padme? He he t- told Padme about it. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. He, but he Eric said after he left. Oh, yeah. right. Homestead. Thank Didn't you. Yoda know about it or feel something? He felt or, something. Yeah, he, he felt, felt something. something. But he yeah. just never, never asked. Well, hey, man, what happened over there? could have told Obi-Wan on the way to Mustafar. She didn't know he was on the ship. Yeah, he was. Obi-Wan. He snuck on oh, and hiding in the back. Oh, yeah, that's right. Hiding that's, in the back. That's, that's, mm-hmm. right. that's why he choked her out. He's like, you yeah. brought him here to kill me. Yeah. Have you ever yeah. seen Revenge of the Sith? It's pretty good. You should check it out. I read the book. The book's sure. awful. You should definitely check it out. Fuck you, Arash. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Buddy. <laughs> yeah, I read the video book. It was really good. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so what do you think is going to, what do you think Reva will do? Let's just talk about that. What what are the, what are the options for her? I've, I feel like one of the things they've introduced in canon in uh, Dark Disciple which is was a leftover Clone Wars arc that mm-hmm. they turned into a novel. That's the one that involved Quinlan Voss, where he goes undercover and s- turns to the dark side on purpose to get in inside this thing. And then whenever he comes out, he has a hard time sort of kicking the habit, so to speak. Yeah. And there's it remains this darkness in him. And it's sort of like, you know, heroin. You know it's terrible for you, but the high is so good that you keep feeling pulled back to it for her if she tries to go straight so to speak 
what happens? Will she feel this pull? Will she completely just forget about the force essentially just to prevent that sort of thing from happening to not, not be in the force at all. If at all possible, what does she do? I I think she's kind of left in a situation where she doesn't really hold on to throughout the series. She wasn't really beholden to the, ideas of the sith so now that she's let go of that anger the one thing that was kind of leading her in that direction at least you get that impression i think she becomes at very most an anti-hero i i think she's gonna find her place alongside uh roken and help build the uh help build out the network and help found the rebellion that would be rad dude you know maybe here in andor possibly maybe meet her in there in a heroic way i would love to see her in andor as you know, being a, another Jedi or Force user, helping the rebellion build, and you know, just being on hand, and then who knows? I mean, it's I all think, leading to that, right? It looks like that's what we're getting, right? I, yeah, I, and I, I feel like, like, yeah, I wouldn't be shocked to see Roken in Andor because he yeah, said, "I'm either. just getting started," right? And I thought that I thought that was a baller line. One thing yeah. that I was I was hoping we'd see Mon Mothma one more time, me too, in the series. I, yeah, I think they good. save Reva for after between Return of the Jedi and The Force Awakens. I think she's just going to close herself off from The Force for that long. That's that's what I think. I think she's just going to walk away. I think she's going to try something different, do something, anything else but Force-related activities. Yeah, I, like I think yo- she's yoga done. instructor. Sure. Mm-hmm. They don't have one on Tatooine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a question. I have a question. So uh, we saw the Grand Inquisitor get stabbed. He's still alive. Uh, Reva mm. gets stabbed. She's still yeah. alive. Right. We saw uh, Fennec Shan get shot. She did need surgery, but she's still alive. Mm-hmm. Um, Darth Maul got sliced in half. Mm-hmm. He lived, but with anger. That's fine. Mm-hmm. Why did Qui-Gon die? Because he made that face, man. Because they, they burned him. <laughs> exactly. Thank you, Les. Yeah, he was alive. They just didn't he was. know it. And the name of the theme song that gave that away whenever they released the track list was oh actually God, Qui-Gon's no Terrible End. <laughs> but they, yeah. Um, so one of the things that the Grand Inquisitor specifically mentions is revenge being uh, mm-hmm. a really good tool for, for or what did he, what did he say? For the will to live. The will to yeah, live. Yeah, revenge essentially. To Right. And that was Maul's whole thing. If you watch the that arc in the Clone Wars, where just out of sheer anger, all that all that stuff is drawn mm-hmm. to him, and it, it you know creates the robot legs and keeps him alive. Uh, I think, like looking back on it, it, it's just because it because he is. That's really the, the only, <laughs> because, the yeah. only they answer. The, because they need the characters alive, dude. Yeah, it's I, worth I, mentioning. I that none of us on this podcast uh, are doctors, <laughs> but I don't think being angry can uh, make you survive through fatal blows. Well, yeah, uh, there's a lot Kylo, of things in Star Wars that you probably wouldn't be able to do. Kylo in the Force Awakens gets yeah. shot there, and they make that like a point where he's you know hurting mm-hmm. himself yeah. to make him stronger. True. I, I still think Chewie <laughs> shot him in the dick, but you know, yeah, say so it was the side. Dick shot. Dick shot. And, yeah, it, and it is the perfect weapon to be stabbed with because it cauterizes the wound. 
yeah. know, blood. You know, True it, that. it hurts True like that. a bitch. But right. yeah, but lasers do the same thing. See, um, but that's that's the interesting thing that, that you brought up, Kylo Ren, because you see him bleeding. Yeah, you do. You see oh, him bleeding, yeah. but he's, yeah, maybe he, he's hitting it and it breaks the. Ooh, good blood call. Vessels. Oh good yes, call. there you go. There's always an answer. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you know, a lightsaber is uh, plasma. And so it's, I realize they call it a laser sword, but it's, mm. it's plasma and uh, versus like a, a, a light, an actual laser beam or bolt, however you want to call it. Well, I don't know, man, that's that the six one half dozen of another, because I think it's, sometimes they refer to him as like a plasma thrower. But yeah, who knows? I think, and again, I come back Scientist. to the reason Qui Gon didn't live is because he didn't. I that's really the <laughs> the only only good one. I mean, if you want to go in deep, you could say, "Oh, it must have actually severed his spine," as opposed to just uh, yeah. hitting him in the gut. It did go all the way through. Well, it did with Reva too. Did it? And you the see, Inquisitor. You see yeah. it sticking out of uh, her back. Oh yeah. Maybe you died of a broken heart. That He's like me. Oh, Lost the will yeah. to live. Lost yep. the will to live. Yeah. Uh, damn it. I'm that happens. Damn. I'm gonna die. Yeah, it's embarrassing. All right. I'll, if only I'll, I'll take that. You know, Obi Wan didn't say. Uh, what is, What is the medical droid saying to Padme? Oompa. Oompa. Yeah. Oompa. Oompa. You know, Obi Wan didn't do that at all. So I mean, he didn't even try to save him. What a dick! (laughs) Oompa. What a dick! I asked Lorena if I could name the baby Oompa. She said no. She's like, spell it first, and then no. (laughs) Yeah. She said, "Loompa." Diddly do. Well, so what do you rate the series? The the overall seventy four. All right. 74. Um, I'll give it a eight and a half. Oof, eight and a half. So what are you giving Mandalorian season one? Uh, give it like a seven. Okay. So this is the highest rated Star Wars series for you, correct? Oh, by far. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me too. I give it a nine, nine and a half. If I'm going to say it's my, well, if I'm going to say it's the greatest one and 10 is the greatest one for me, 10. You know, yeah, I'm going nine for sure. Mm-hmm. It, it it did everything. It gave us everything, and not only that for uh, certain characters, especially someone like Reva, who I feel and I feel Moses Ingram. They tried. They really tried. Let's be honest. Yeah, they really, it didn't work. They really tried to drive somebody away and make some issues. And you know what? I think uh, the community. I think Star Wars did the right thing i think we all did the right thing by backing this woman and backing her body of work uh it was a great way to make things happen we just couldn't get you know what i mean there was no way we're gonna get i mean you'd have to do some major gymnastics to get obi-wan and vader to run into each other and i think this was one of the better Mm -hmm. ways to do it obviously yeah they figured it out they figured it out was to utilize something from remnants from order 66 and utilize everything from the past, utilize her knowledge and utilize all those things that everybody else might have had access to. But you know what? Why not? She's a youngling. She's still a vestige of the Jedi Order. And even Vader knew that. 
he called her youngling at the time she tried to attack him and he's like do you think i you know he's like i knew the whole time like yeah you, you i played the long game longer than both of you and this is how it works so i really really liked what they did there and the fact that she made it out alive pretty good hmm. do you think that were you more emotionally <sighs> tied i mean just like your reaction was more emotional for luke's return in mando or this last episode for me it's this last episode and that's one of the things like with this series you can nitpick anything i but there's like even in this episode there's some cgi moments that like when the the escape shuttle that obi-wan's in is running away from the star destroyer (laughs) Mm -hmm. it's like oof that that and it does the something about that lighting and turn i don't know yeah Yeah. but um i'll come back to i want to say something about the star destroyers a little bit but that was questionable but the thing is that's not why i watch star wars i watch star wars for how it makes me feel yeah and to me that's the most important part of basically any art is and i and for if that's not how you look at it i i totally understand that that's cool but for me is how did it make me feel and it really really spoke to my soul and i i enjoyed it immensely because of that and Mm -hmm. i would say that because especially because of how this last episode went it is my favorite thing they've done in star wars television so far and i loved that return of luke skywalker (laughs) yeah i did too Mm -hmm. the return of luke skywalker i was like overjoyed this one i just got emotional i i I got emotional when i watched it again right now Um, Mm -hmm. even more so maybe than the first time uh, but yeah, I think I'm with you, Eric, on that. Anybody right. else going to rate? Nine and a quarter. quarter. Nine, nine and a quarter. Okay. I give it a nine. Yeah, I agree. Okay. A nine. Man. Um, it, it, based on how it made me feel, nine and a half. Based on Ooh. like the technical excellence of the show and being super nitpicky about it, more like an eight point three. <laughs> you were gonna but, say two. I was, I was like, gonna yeah. say, yeah, where are you taking it, man? <laughs> what, what's going man? on here? Garbage. Two. Yeah. Garbage. Absolute trash. <laughs> yeah. Based on the technical aspect of it, one. It was garbage. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, yeah, there it was, everybody. Obi Wan, and if they do another season, uh, I would love to see it just because of the characters. I don't think you can bring Vader back into the picture. No, and it's one, that's no. just that has to be left alone at this point. Yeah. Uh, you, I, I mean, here's the thing. Yeah, having having Hayden back was amazing, but you, you just you have to exercise caution so much at this point, but, mm-hmm. but if you remove that and you remove the idea that uh, Obi-Wan doesn't need to be Luke's guardian 24 seven, what do you yeah. do with them? Right. To still have him wind up on Tatooine as a hermit at the end. Yeah. Yeah. yeah right. Yeah, right. Yeah. Right. 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 But there is rumors oh. that he, we are going to see Vader again. And we're going to see him not in Obi-Wan, but in, in Andor and maybe in, in Ahsoka as well. That is the, the rumors. And, that they, and, got, they got Hayden to do more than just this. Well, why can't we see Obi-Wan? I mean, listen, there's a rebellion to build. There's a rebellion to help here and there in, po- in certain pockets of the galaxy. So I could see, you know, in Andor? season. Yeah. I could see, but another season of him just, you know. Oh, yeah, for sure. I'm down. Just for helping weaken 
parts of the empire or strengthen mm -hmm. you know the Re rebel alliance it's just all about building up the rebellion and to get to that point where we and get the to bounty Rogue hunters one. might come after him I mean, they there might just go. get they might get a like a you know a hint or, or try to hunt them down or something yeah right. or something I, i'm down for that i got no problems with that we have an email and a voicemail we'll end this thing with um we have an email from avery and it says hey guys hope you're all doing well just watch the kenobi finale and damn i was not ready for that the emotional depth both ewan mcgregor and Moses ingram acting in this episode definitely hit home and how rad was seeing hayden's face in that destroyed vader helmet why his normal voice um with was intermittent with robotic voice overall the show was phenomenal and put me in the mood to watch rogue one and new hope afterwards to continue that energy i will say i was hoping for more qui-gon in the finale and it was on the edge of my seat hoping he'd show up when he did i nearly jumped off my couch it was so satisfying to see him even though it was at, at the very end so here's what i'm wondering with the de-aging tech that seems to be getting more advanced do you think that they ended Kenobi the way they did maybe to lead in a to a future project that involves Obi-Wan communicating with Kaigon in the desert of Tatooine while both flashbacks to their younger selves could we see Disney plus shows about their adventures prior to the Phantom Menace or is it more likely we'll get Reva show post Kenobi which follows her redemption arc which would also be dope just speculating here and still writing the Kenobi high take care Avery it didn't uh, look like they used any de-aging on Liam Neeson to me. No, it looked like he was a little older to me. Yeah. A little bit. I thought he was his like real yeah. age. Yeah, it was his real age. So, um, yeah, I don't know if we're going to see – if we have a season two, I think we'll definitely see Liam Neeson as mm -hmm. the Force Ghost for sure. But I don't think they're going to go on some kind of uh, – Kind of like an adventure or anything where you'll see flashbacks of them. But yeah, I don't think that's gonna happen. But I think definitely he's he's in the fold now. And so is his son. So I think uh, we're gonna see a lot of him. But Avery, thank you so much, buddy. Uh, and you wanna touch on that, Eric? I saw you want to say something. No, you're good. Well, I just I don't know how you would manage to have like a a flashback with a young Qui-Gon and have it be DH Liam Neeson. I can't remember how what his current age is, but he's no spring chicken. And to you would have to, I think, be more likely to go along the lines of what they did with Mark Hamill in yeah. mm -hmm. the Mandalorian and the book of book of the Mandalorian yeah, to, to do that just because of his, his age, his actual mm -hmm. age. Right. And Ewan McGregor as well. Like when he was in yeah. the Phantom Menace, he is considerably younger and that's Very not an easy young. job to make that believable. No. Right. But right, right. you know what is believable? Randy deep faking. Randy was so believable guys. And I'm not joking. I've had to answer multiple comments on YouTube asking me how we pulled you and McGregor to do a reaction video with us. It's 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 uh, not remarkable. you find people that are listening. By the way, you no, not you. All have common people. sense, um, but the peep some people who skipped the intro obviously because we explained what we're going to do and went straight to the reaction. Um, they literally thought that we had you and McGregor with us, <laughs> which is a compliment to you, Randy, and your deep fake machine. If they, uh, I found it slightly insulting how many people said I looked like Ewan McGregor. Oh, yeah. A lot of people oh. said, God, your buddy Randy, your bu your friend, looks very much like Ewan McGregor. It's remarkable. 
Yeah. Is that? A young Ewan McGregor, by the way. Poor Ewan. Yeah, I know, man. Uh, but uh, well done. Tell him, you can check tell that him to sign up for the Patreon, YouTube. and we'll tell him uh, how we're able to pull him on. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. And we, last but not least, we have a voicemail from Neil. It's regarding Obi-Wan, I believe. And Neil, um, take it away. What's up, boys? It's Neil giving you a call from Chicago. I, I don't even know where to begin. Kenobi, uh, as a show, is single-handedly the best thing Disney has produced since they acquired that IP. I can say that hands down. Uh, I love the sequel trilogy. I love Solo. I love Rogue One. Bad Batch. I love The Mandalorian. Boba Fett. But this was just such a pure expression of what I think Star Wars is that it's really hard to deny how awesome it is. I also think it justifies and solidifies further stories as being not necessary, but wanted and needed by the fan base. I think that learning more about what happens to these characters when you don't see them on screen is really cool. Anakin, his single hatred for Obi-Wan and desire to win is purely expressed through this show. It also shows that Obi-Wan did not fail him. Like Anakin killed himself, as he states in the line, you know, you didn't kill Anakin Skywalker. I did. Hmm. And that, Voice transition between Vader and Hayden, or, or I should say James Earl Jones and Hayden is fantastic. Right. Uh, you can even see the color of his eyes shift because of the, the lightsaber light, which is really intense. Overall, I am supremely happy with this series. The end, literally what I wanted from the whole show as well, just a moment of Qui-Gon. And, you know, even though we know where this leads, and what has happened before this story, I'm happy, man. That's all I got. <laughs> Have a great day, boys, and uh, may the force be with you. Thank you, Neil. Thank you so much. And, and great point. Uh, James Old Jones, I said this a couple of weeks, it's well done, man. I mean, just nails. I, I know he's just a voice, but there, there's, there's obviously voice acting in that and the emotions there. And Hayden, great job. Great job. And Neil, thank you very much. I think we hit up a lot of those uh, um, points that you made, but man... Um, I'm so happy that you were happy. And that's what it's all about. With Avery jumping off his couch, with uh, me getting goosebumps and Randy saying, come on, about, I think, 7,000 times during the, the reaction video. That's what it's all about is emotion. And just like uh, Eric said, Star Wars is supposed to make you feel that way. And it's, it definitely has. And Deborah Chow, well done. Give her tons of credit. Um, and uh, thank you, Neil. I think um, we'll end it at that, guys. Um, Thank you so much for tuning in to 307. It was a fun one. Anytime we can break down the finale of a, a show that Obi-Wan is in, I guess uh, we're pretty excited about that. And uh, obviously, uh, Eric's uh, colonoscopy going well. We're very excited about that, too. Um, Eric, you start off. Uh, where can people find you laying down on the side, on your side? On my left side. On your, on your left side, yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, check out my other podcast, The Bad Motivators, and uh, where we've successfully talked about Kenobi one week late because we record on Mondays and release on Wednesdays. So yeah. get ready to hear more of exactly what you heard right now on next Wednesday. Uh, follow me on Twitter at Eric Strothers. Right. Boo, where can people find you? Uh, you can find me on Twitter at the Sith List Boo. 
Les Gonzalez, where can people find you? You can find me with my power back on on Twitter at lessismore78 and also on this podcast and on our Sithless YouTube channel. Thank you, sir. King Tom Chansky, king of all pods. Give it to us. You can find me on uh, Patreon shows for the Bad Motivator, Steel Wars, Blue Harvest. And uh, Randy and I have a Patreon show coming out for the, the, the Sithless Patreon. Um, hopefully within the next few days. I'm very excited yes. about it. Nice. You can also find me on Twitter at Tom Chansky and $1. <laughs> he just said a $1 and brings it full circle. You are the king. Randy, where can people find you on YouTube, buddy? Um, they can find me at your channel. They can. And the it's not Sith just my List. channel. It's the Sith List. Yeah, that's right. It's not my channel. It's everybody's channel. It's a community here. It's you can your find channel. It ain't my channel. Even No, you the listener. It's your channel too. Oh, okay. You're looking at me. I thought it was... Yeah. But I guess yeah. you were looking at the listeners too. Guys, thank you again so much for tuning in. You can find me at The Sith List on our YouTube channel doing breakdowns and reactions. And yes, we had Ewan McGregor on. It was a wonderful time. And uh, I guess we'll catch you next time right here on The Sith List. Mm-hmm.